Welcome to today's KD Club podcast. I am joined by the gorgeous Steph, who is an entrepreneur, dancer, choir, mistress and director, all of the most amazing things. And we are going to take a deep dive into how she got to where she is today. So Steph, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, you're welcome. I'm so excited. (laughs) So what I love to hear about when I start a podcast and I think is great for your young people to listen to is... How did you start? So where did it start for you as a teen? Were you a singer, dancer, performer? So a bit of both, really. Um, I'd say predominantly a dancer. Loved to dance all my life. Just used to dance around the house, in the kitchen. Um, And luckily at the time, there was a lot of youth clubs where I grew up. So I grew up in Liverpool 1. um, And there was a lot of youth clubs that used to bring in dance teachers. Oh, nice. um, That we didn't have to pay for. It was all free. So that's really where my love of dancing started. And I always knew everyone wanted to be a hairdresser. (laughs) Everyone wanted to be a shopkeeper. I was like, I want to be a dancer. So you always, always knew? There wasn't a doubt in my mind. And I was really lucky. My mum was really supportive on that. Um, So I went to dance college. I went to a place called Merseyside Dance and Drama. Studied dance, musical theatre, singing, acting. Um, And then from then just kind of went out into the industry and, and worked for years and years as a, as a professional dancer and absolutely loved it. So out of college, so you went to college, what was the course called? Did you do a particular course? It was dance and drama. It was a diploma at the time. Yeah. So you'd finish that. Did you go on to, is it a university course or did you finish then? So and I then finished then and I went straight into industry. Okay. Um, yeah, at the time there wasn't really university courses, there wasn't really degrees for yeah. dance at the time. And I, I felt like I was ready. Um, so yes, yeah, straight away, left college, um, tried to get a, an agent, got a couple of agents okay. and then went on to, to audition. So how did it feel, that very first audition? So you're straight out of education, you've been in almost like a safe bubble, haven't you? Of like, oh, we can do shows here, we all know each other, it's all great. But that very first professional audition, how did that feel? So, of course, it's nervous, but you're also, you're really, really excited because this is what you've trained to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my first audition... I think it was for Westlife. Oh, wow. I didn't get the job. Oh, I love unfortunately. that. Straight out of co- um, I love sh- that. Yeah. Um, and it was in London. And there was a few of us at the time mm-hmm. um, from college in my year. We all travelled down to London together. And back then, the trains were like six hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm exaggerating. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, four yeah. and a half hours to London, <laughs> where now you jump on a train, it's yeah. two hours. So when um, we'd get the train at six in the morning, um, trek across London with our bags oh, and our waters it. and just, it was great. Um, and it was nerve wracking. It was kind of obviously in an audition like that. There's girls that have been out of college for years yeah. that have been to audition after audition and who have worked. Mm-hmm. You know, we were lucky. I was lucky. I'd done a few kinds of jobs at college around Liverpool. Used to dance for like Radio City road shows nice. and exciting things yeah. like that. Building your confidence yes but this was another level um and it was it was nerve-wracking but as soon as kind of you got in there and you, you settled down and then the, the choreographer would start teaching you the the routine and then you kind of got your confidence you realize yeah. okay i can do this just calm yourself down um so yeah a really really good experience um and i didn't get it and you don't realize until years later 
when you look back, you've still, although you're not in training, you've still got room to grow. And I think that comes with just being in the industry and getting a job and going to auditions. So you must have done so many different types of auditions for different, you know, performances, performers. So how does it work as an audition? So you turn up, do you do an audition? Is there a group of you? Is there a, Or does it yes. vary on the performance? So it depends. What can they expect? There's, there's, there's what we call, I mean, it might have changed now. That was, mm-hmm. This is like talking 30 years ago. Um, but there's kind of open auditions mm-hmm. and closed private auditions. And a private audition, you'll get through your agent. Okay. And an open audition is, it's in the stage newspaper, the whole world and his dog know about it, <laughs> and everyone turns up. Um, especially for some of the big auditions, you're looking at hundreds in one room. Wow. Like, it's... you like lot this. Of Yeah, it's a lot of people. You can imagine the heat. Oh, wow. Everyone's sweating. It's oh. really, really intense. Yeah. But again, it's got that exciting element to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you were lucky enough to get an agent mm-hmm. and you go to a private audition, um, more times than none, they were, they were smaller... But still hundreds, yeah. hundreds of girls wow. um, in the room. And, and it just depends on, it, it, it is the look of the draw. You could be the best dancer mm. in the country, but if you don't look the part, mm. then it's just not for you. I remember I went to an audition for Kylie um, and this was an open audition but they didn't specify height. So there was hundreds and hundreds, and sometimes um, these artists, when they have auditions, sometimes um, it's just for a little bit of publicity because Kylie's tiny, isn't she? Um, Five-something or four-something. So obviously the girls she needs have to be similar height. Interesting. But they didn't specify that. So, mm-hmm. you know, here's me, five-seven, yeah. five-nine with my heels mm-hmm. on. And it wasn't until it turns up I realised, okay, I'm not going to get this job. Yeah. But it's experience, isn't yeah, it? So. Absolutely. I think we talked about that um, with Vicky and we talked about going to auditions. And as she said, exactly the same thing. You could be the best at it, but you, you ain't the shoe size or, you know, that you ain't the correct height for the for the performer. Exactly as she says. So it's not, it's building up that resilience that it's That's not it. just you. You know, don't worry. Yeah. It just wasn't your day. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and I think, do you think the more auditions you do, the more resilient you become, the stronger you become? come to take that now it's not going to be as I can't imagine because I haven't gone down well, that route. Well I would say so and I think it really depends on what type of person you mm. are because um, as I said before I used to travel down with some friends from college and we were, I think I was a little bit more resilient and knock back to me I get back up and I'm okay. stronger yeah. but to someone else it's mm-hmm. hard and they might be able to take the news so a lot of friends that I knew who I danced with dropped out of dance pretty early on because, because of, of that, that pressure nice. um, I, I was really lucky my mum was supportive if I, did, if I didn't get one job she'd say keep going keep mm-hmm. pushing you know I, I was lucky I never had to get a nine to five my mum supported me yeah. in that way um, where people had to pay bills yeah. so they drop out and get a job in the Asda oh, the Asda no, or Tesco yeah. or which there's nothing wrong with um, but it's, it's a, a bit sad it's, it's a sad path, when you've it? trained for so long but yeah um, I got quite resilient but I, I was also lucky at the time I kind of got a lot of jobs that I went up for. Okay. And I think I had a bit of a unique look um, in terms of 
the, the other girls that were there. It's really changed now. I feel like the dance industry is saturated, I think, since shows like Britain's Got Talent, when you've got mm. diversity, everyone wants yeah. to be a dancer. Yeah. But back then yeah. it wasn't so much. Um, so if I went to a, an audition, um, I would be kind of the only one or a couple that looked like me was dark skinned or had curly hair, which was a positive. Yeah. Um, but now I think, as I say, the market is saturated and there's thousands that go to, yeah. to auditions now. I mean, everywhere you can go, you can join a dance club, you can join a troupe. There's so many different types of dance that you can specialise in. And I think one good thing, I think, when you're looking as a young person now and you're watching performers, they're so diverse. And it's probably, it's great, isn't it? You know, like, I think you can look and, and everyone can find themselves within the troupe and go, well, I look like that, you know? Yes. And I think that's great for people yeah. to be able to identify yeah. now. Absolutely. I think dance has really evolved Yeah. Um, in terms of shape, Body shape for women and men. You know, Absolutely. you have to be a certain size. Um, I remember not getting a job because I was a size 12 and that was really? deemed too big. But now, you know, there's lots of bigger girls out there who represent yeah. curvy girls. And I think that's a real positive because there is a negative side to the industry in terms of body image and Do you think eating still disorders. Now? I think so. I think mm. so. Um yeah, we we struggled even back then in college with eating disorders and there is a negative and a downside to the industry, but I do think it's gotten a lot better, although mm. it's still there. It's an interesting one, isn't it? And it's how you sort of prepare yourselves for this industry because it is, you know, based on looks, based on talents, it's how you can be, you know, be true to your authentic self. I know that, you know, you're happy as you are and you're just going to keep going and going and going because that's all you've got to yeah, do, isn't it? Exactly. You've just got to keep trying, yeah. you know, making friends, you know, meeting people and putting yourself out there, that's you know. It. So obviously we've gone through this amazing dance career that you've had. Who, Which kind of people did you dance for when you're professionally dancing? Um, so I've worked with I've worked with Pink, I've worked oh with gosh. Katy Perry, um, I've worked with Leona Lewis, I've worked with Ben Dubs. <gasps> um, Who was your favourite? Would, I'm just know. about to say my favourite, so, but you mightn't know them because you might be too young. Kids Creole. Oh, yeah, Kids Creole and the coconut. I was a coconut uh, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my favourite. Um, I enjoyed Dancing for Katy Perry. That was for the MTV Europe Music Awards. The um, rehearsals for that were absolutely gruelling. <gasps> um, but you love it. Yeah. That's what you've trained for yeah. all your life. That's you're waiting for that moment. So I think I'd say the Katy Perry job. Because what a scale! You watch the MTV shows, don't you? On the uh, the award shows, and you watch it on the TV, and there's like hundreds of people. As, yeah. I remember watching a Kanye West one. They came out, and it was like, oh my god, there's dancers everywhere. How would you train this amount of people? Right. You yeah. Need to move at the same time. The MTV awards that we did, Kanye West was on. <gasps> what? He asked me out. No. <laughs> this is pre-Kim. <laughs> Pre-Kim, no. um, yeah, yeah. Um, he walked up to me and he was like, do I know you? And I was like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> give me a hug. Um, can I take you out? Do you want to go? And I was like, eh. 
I didn't. Oh my god! It was a no from me. But yeah. Did you say? Are you, you're I quite happy no. that you yeah. still said yeah. no? Yeah. Well, it was a, it was an after party. It was to go to an after party, and when I looked, there was lots of other girls there waiting right. to go to the after party, and I was like, oh, I was going man. to the Southport weekend the next day. <laughs> I didn't miss that. The Soul Weekend, I never missed it. So I was like, I'm going to have to turn you down. I'm going to the Southport Weekend and Sorry, I need Kenya. to go home and get my head down. <laughs> Where was the award? Where was it? In, the... in Liverpool. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was in Liverpool. Oh, wow. And they auditioned in Liverpool, London and somewhere else, which was lucky. I would have had to have travelled to London, but I knew the agent, um, and the agent came to Liverpool for an audition. So That's they picked incredible. people from Liverpool and from London Amazing. as well. So I was lucky to get that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Love <laughs> that. I heard that here first. I love that. So if you're thinking, obviously, we've very dance heavy, very yes. focused on that amazing career and being really into that industry. And obviously, we've gone different directions now. So how does that work? How did you become more, you know, going down the choir route, the singing route? So I've always been into singing. Um, and I'm as much, But not as much as the dance. Not as much as time. dance, but in terms of listening to music, mm -hmm. obsessed with music. Music is my life. I love music and I grew up with soul, reggae, Motown, heavily influenced by my mum. So me and my best friend decided to start a trio, um, our other friends as well, and we were called The Regrets. Love it. And we went out as a soul and Motown disco group absolutely love that um and then i started working at a performing arts and media college and university i was heavily involved in that helped it to grow um and one day a friend of mine got in touch um carl whose wife um suffered from ms and he wanted to celebrate their 10-year wedding anniversary so he asked me what i do a flash mob. Amazing. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do a dance flash mob. So I spoke to some of the students and nobody really wanted to do this dance flash mob. Okay. Um, and then one of the students said, why don't we sing? Why don't we make it a sing and flash mob? So I was like, okay, Grace asked more students. Everyone wanted to get involved. Yeah. So we ended up, it went viral. We ended up <sighs> doing a flash mob um, song, Bruno Mars, Just The Way You Are, for oh. the beautiful, beautiful Laura, um, who's passed away now. Um, but that went viral. It was on the steps of Liverpool one. Um, Lil Wayne tweeted about it. <gasps> Ashton Kutcher, Piers no. Morgan. It literally no. went viral. Um, so that was that was kind of how the choir started. And then from that, a show called Pitch Battle, Pitch Battle got in touch and asked did we want to perform. Um, it was a competition actually. Amazing. Will Young was a judge. Um, Khalees, um, Gareth Malone. So that was. That was a good few years ago. Um, brilliant experience, and especially for the students, it was fantastic. Wow. And then, fast forward a couple of years after Pitch Battle, X Factor got in touch with so us. It was a couple of years between yes. Pitch Battle and X yes. Factor, so yes. they'd remembered that yeah. performance. Yeah. I think one of the researchers um, was having a little look online and came across the flash mob. No um, and then saw we were on Pitch Battle and said, would you like to come on <gasps> the X Factor? And it was the same crew of people, the same choir, well, no, or does it, that change? Actually, it was different. So the choir that went on Pitch Battle, they were all students and some of them were graduated and some of them were off doing their own thing, yeah. travelling around the world on cruise ships. Oh, I love that. Working. So when X Factor got in touch, I contacted all the old choir mm -hmm. 
And some of them had auditioned for X Factor um, for years, years, and weren't just successful, as just as, like, a, right. a solo artist. Mm -hmm. So some of them were like, oh, no, it's Steph, we've done it. We try yeah. every year. Yeah. Um, I'm in the Caribbean on a cruise ship. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I understand yeah. that. Um, so I had to recruit new members. So I sent an email out, but I didn't tell the students what it was for. I said, do you want to come and have a jam with the choir? And we're thinking about doing some shows. Who's interested? Because I didn't, I wanted it to kind of be authentic. Absolutely, to not, not have that in the, you know, it. oh God, yes. you know, or, or wow, it's yeah. factor, yeah. yeah. And turn up for the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, but initially, I said no um, to the X Factor. It wasn't for me. I loved the X Factor growing up. It was, yeah. you know, before I went on my night house on a Saturday, Absolutely. eating the chippy, watching the X Factor, <laughs> the cheeky girls. Absolutely loved it. But there was a point where I kind of fell out of love with it and I'd stopped watching it. I think the way the format changed. So initially, I said no. Um, mm. But then we were... They got back in touch and they were like, well, you don't have to go through auditions. You don't have to queue up. I'm giving you the tea, Kirsty, aren't I? I'm it, that's it. Golden ticket. So we were lucky enough to go to Wembley <gasps> straight in front of the judges. Um, so the judges were Simon Carl, Louis Tomlinson oh. from One Day, Robbie Williams wow. and his gorgeous wife, Ida. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, straight to Wembley. <gasps> um, we were Did the, you perform in front of... A crowd, a as crowd, well. yeah. As, because gone so the how, old, how long did you be auditioning, practicing um, for this? Because this is quite a performance. A, a good few months we were practicing oh, okay. for. Yeah. Um, we were last to go on that day, so they kind of make your way for hours and hours mm. and hours, and it's just you're so tired, but you're excited and your oh. adrenaline's going. And I just remember, just as we were about to go on, one of the producers in your ear, she was like. It's been, it's, it hasn't been the best day. The judges aren't having the best day. You know, you need to have a lot of energy now. It all rides on you. Oh my gosh, the, the pressure. Last, the pressure, but I knew, you know, I was like, okay, as tired as we were. Mm. And I just remember legging it on stage. I put it up high, <laughs> completely over the top, out of breath. We were all panting, <laughs> like pretending we weren't nervous, but we were here. Um, and yeah, we oh, had a wow. fantastic first audition. Wow. The judges absolutely loved us. Oh, and wow. then we went through to Six Chair Challenge, oh, um, which was in itself crazy, so hard. Um, and then through to, to judges' houses, we yeah. got to go to Robbie Williams' oh, house wow. in LA. <gasps> you know, first time going yeah. to LA for most of the choir. So it was just an unbelievable experience. And then from judges' houses, that's where we got told we were on the live shows. Wow. And we got through to live shows and we all moved down to London <gasps> and packed our bags. Lived the and, dream. Yeah. So how many is in the choir? So how, how big is your bunch? Um, so hey. at the time of the X Factor, I think we had 15, 16. Wow. Yeah. Um, now I think we've got 12. So is it the have, same, have dropped the out. same people? Yeah, we've got one new member, Tanisha. Mm. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's it's all the same. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? What yeah. an amazing journey you've been it's, on. It's been absolutely As a group of people to fantastic. stay together. And not just that, after the X Factor, I became friends with Robbie. Mm. Um, so we were lucky enough to perform at Hyde Park, the British Summertime with Robbie, wow. on loads of his songs. We performed at Wembley. Thousands and wow. thousands of people with Robbie, um, and we are on his Christmas album. 
Um, yeah, uh, I'm credited <gasps> for writing as well on his album, oh on the gosh. Christmas album. Um, and he done a TV show a couple of years ago called Not the Robbie Williams Christmas TV Show, I think it was called. Yeah. And we um, we were lucky enough to be on that. Since wow. that, we've worked with Ollie Mears. We yeah. were on his track called Excuses on the one show. We've been on This oh Morning, Loose Women. <sighs> Um, so yeah, so it's been because wow. sometimes you can go on these reality shows, yeah. and after too, it, yeah. nothing happens. No. So you know, I always say we thank the Lord we got Robbie, or thank the universe. I don't yeah. believe in the Lord. Thank the universe yes. that yeah. we got Robbie as a judge on the X Factor because you know what's happened since has, has been unbelievable. What an incredible journey. <laughs> so what date was the X Factor? What year? So we just put it into perspective. I think it was how... five years ago. So was that 18? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And he's, what is he like as a person? So he obviously sounds super supportive in terms of taking you along and sort of inviting you along to be part of his journey in he's some ways. absolutely lovely. Yeah. Absolutely just the most humble, down-to-earth we had a real a connection, I think. Mm -hmm. And he loves Scousers. Does he? Yeah, he yeah. loves Scousers. The oh, first thing nice. he said was, did you go with the cream? Did we <laughs> used to go um, when we were younger? Um, lovely, just so down to earth. Um, I really connected with Robbie, mm. said some lovely things about me um, mm. in the press, and I really appreciate that. Um, but he asked me, did I want to... He walked up to me in the X Factor and asked me, did I want to open schools with them all over <gasps> the world? Um, that yeah, that the was the point of the X Factor wow. because we, we had a we had a connection and yeah. you know he's got great energy and just yeah. and I don't know if you've watched his Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to watch it. It's phenomenal. It? Oh, it's brilliant. Mm. It, it, it's so about a, his journey. Well, it's a real insight into mm. the industry and then into him into the British press. He had a really tough time. It's heartbreaking, but at yeah. the same time, inspirational. When his wife comes along, I cried all the way through. Aww. Sad tears, and then his yeah. wife comes along, and then it turns into happy tears, and, you know, there's a happy ending, and it, it, it's great, and, yeah. Do you know, aren't you so incredibly lucky? I think, obviously, everyone would love a Robbie Williams to meet, to have that opportunity to meet someone like that, but it almost sounds like a bit of a mentor. Yeah. You know, someone for you to speak to, and yes. maybe he's found new opportunities for you and obviously the the choir and things do you think it's a good thing to find somebody like that obviously we talked about an agent at the beginning of the conversation so these young people now i mean your journey is incredible by the way it's an absolutely inspirational story and i'm sure it's gonna go on to i mean who knows where it's gonna go now honestly it's incredible but if we take it back to the younger you and we can relate it to young people who are listening you talked about getting an agent as a dancer right. Would you would you recommend that? You know, absolutely. Like, if you're going down that, are... that type of route, I think it's um, it's important to have an agent. But also, not just agents nowadays. There's um, especially in the dance community, say in Liverpool, mm -hmm. um, there's there's so many kinds of entrepreneurs, if you like, who have their own dance companies okay. who put on workshops. I've got lots of friends who do that. They travel the world putting on workshops. It, um, within the workshops, they'll bring in industry professionals. Okay. So you're not just kind of, you're not le just learning a routine. You're getting insight into the industry from different perspectives. Absolutely. Um, from different agents, um, different choreographers. But I think that's important. And like you say, a mentor, mm -hmm. um, someone who's been through it, yeah. been there, yeah. done it, won the T-shirt. I think that's really important as a young person because then, you know, it's it's help on your 
your part. Absolutely, and that goes for any creative industry. Nice. Um, finding a mentor, somebody who can give you those tips and tricks, and maybe try this, or this is coming up, why don't yeah. you try this? Yeah. I think if you think of a young person now and they're thinking, oh, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do, I want to be, you know, I want to be a singer, I want to commit to it. Is there any tr- tips that you would sort of say, this is what you should do? Like, lots of people always talk about networking, meeting people, you know, being kind, being, you know, the first person, yeah. the last person. So definitely, definitely networking. Um, and you mentioned being kind. This is one of my things. So as a, um, I was a dance teacher as well for a mm-hmm. while. Um, and I taught musical theatre. And the first thing I, I used to teach my students was to be kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone else, someone's up performing and we're all sat out watching, you know, sometimes I'm guilty of having like a resting face <laughs> of looking like I'm not enjoying yeah. something, but I am. But just to kind of be kind, be aware of how you come off. So mm-hmm. if you're sat watching someone, always have a smile on your face, always yeah. commend someone, be kind. Um, and everywhere I went with the choir, um, and I think this is why I've gotten so far mm-hmm. um, in the industry. Anyone who ever gets in touch with me, it could be an exec producer from Pitch Battle or from The X Factor. They always keep in touch. And the first thing they say was, you guys were so lovely. We absolutely love the choir. We absolutely love them because mm-hmm. the choir, their manners, how they acted, how they reacted. You know, sometimes it's gruelling. We're up till three in the morning yeah. and then up again at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. No complaining, just really having that kind of positive outlook and I think that really served us well in terms of future work. So is that, did they become that? Were you sort of giving off that energy in the the early days? Were you encouraging that everything you learned? I really, really encourage that. I think that's, you know, that's my ethos is to be kind um, and to just kind of everywhere you go, you know, look after people if you see someone Mm. who's alone or whatever and just kind of have that about you and, and... I'm a big promoter of positivity and and, uh, you said before about when you're younger, some tips. You know, I I wrote a vision vision board um, when I was... 18 and then every you were probably they're only quite a thing now, really. So I I read the the secret um, many, many years ago. I'm 46 now. I read it when I was, God, it was years and years ago. and I created my very first vision board um, and I've achieved everything. I and back then that. it was, you know, yep. if someone has looked at the vision board, they'd have said, are you sure? <laughs> Can you achieve that? Are you sure? And I've achieved everything <gasps> that's on my vision board. So I'm really into, um, you know, affirmations, Absolutely. the universe, giving out what comes back, mm-hmm. um, thinking positively, meditation, um, and I think that's really, really helped with my career and, and, and what I've achieved and what I'm about to achieve as well, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. So just briefly, if people are unaware of how to create a vision board, so I know what a vision board is, how would you do that? So what are you putting onto your vision boards so, as a young person? So back then I started my vision... If you want to tell us. My, yeah, my vision board was... It was um, a picture of Miami... A picture of LA. Um, it was a certain car that I wanted to drive. It was a check mm. um, of how much money I wanted to acquire. I won't tell you how much, <laughs> but it was a check. 
Um, and then I had a, a, a picture of a camera um, and kind of like dancing shoes around the camera. And that to me meant I wanted to be on TV I as a dancer, it. as a performer. Um, and yeah, and I achieved everything. Um, mine was a, a physical board with paper, I had a printer. But now, you know, technology, we've moved yeah, on. You can have your vision saver. boards as your screensaver, <laughs> yeah, on your computer, on your phone. Mm. Yeah, I think there are the different idea. ways. I think vision boards now, it's setting goals for yourself Absolutely. and aspirations, and the, uh, that is a wonderful thing to do. And whether you achieve it in the next six months or whether you achieve it in the next six years, it's something you're aiming for. So that TV opportunity to yes. be dancing on TV, that holiday in Miami, whatever it is, you working towards everything you do well as i say whether it takes six years to be yeah. on tv you know yeah. everything you every audition you do every person you meet it's baby steps towards that goal absolutely so every single thing that you do every day is getting you towards that yeah so it's a way of goal setting yes, isn't it absolutely so it's I a think, super positive thing to I do i think sometimes some people prefer to look at the vision boards every day mm -hmm. or some people will put it away for a year or so and yeah. then get it back out um yeah. i've just read a book by um called manifest by roxy and Fussy, um yeah, and that for me I've read a lot of books, kind of in spirituality or self help, but I really enjoyed it. One, it was really clear and easy yeah. to follow. And reading it, I was like, oh, I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I must do that. So mm -hmm. I've kind of just kind of, I've, I've wrote it, I've done a new vision board, but I'm I'm writing um, affirmations or what I want to do every day. So mm -hmm. I, I'll write, I work in TV. I, ah, and it's good yeah. to have that spin on things, mm -hmm. to picture that you've already got Absolutely. it. And I do believe then you can bring that towards you. Wouldn't that just be a wonderful way to speak to yourself before an audition? Absolutely. Yeah. I've got the part. Yes. You know, I'm you know, you know, every yeah. that would be a way of mentally preparing yourself yeah. for something which can be quite scary. Yeah. And I think that's totally normal to feel overwhelmed at an audition, whether it's for, you know, the school play, whether it's for yeah. something, you know, for the TV. Yeah. But it's how you speak to it yourself, is, isn't, isn't it? it? And, and how you prepare your, yeah. your own self. Being kind to yourself, Absolutely. but as well it is it's you know, it's a it's a great exercise to say, I am this part part that I'm going up for yeah. I am this part and I think it only it only has a positive impact on your mental health or mm. you know and it can lead to a positive outcome well if you think about when you very first started so you were dancing all the time dancing around the house you know feeling wonderful feeling yourself you sound like you've always spoken to yourself in a really positive way yeah. you've always viewed yourself yes, in a positive absolutely. way and I think that is testament to where you yeah. are now yeah. and how incredible your journey's been. So from a young person, it's so crucial to be able to talk to yourself it really in a really is, positive manner. It really manner, is crucial because I think, unfortunately, I think nowadays, um, you know, poor mental health is on the rise, isn't yeah. it? And I think that, you know, a number of factors um, for that, um, I feel like I was a little bit lucky in terms of when I was growing up, I don't think it was as tough now that the, the girls and the guys in the choir, I'm twice their age and there's a real difference mm. um, between us in terms of, you know, 
being positive and I think they grew up with social media at the forefront. I love mm. social media and I think mm. it can have a lot of um, positive messages, um, but there's a negative and there's a downside to it. And unfortunately, I think, depending on your age, you, you're prone to the, the, the negatives and the downsides of that. So I do like to kind of give my wisdom, if you like, mm. to the choir on how to you know, be positive and how to have that positive mindset. A lot of them suffer with anxiety and Absolutely. mental health and it, it, it's getting around that and, and, and ways to do that. And I think all the things that you suggested earlier, meditation, journaling is a great thing to do. Yeah. Uh, things that you've, you know, happened during the day, whether you've been good or bad, is to get it out of your head and to write it write it down, manifesting goal set and yeah. vision boards, all of these lovely things, which are part of self-care, aren't they? They are. That's you know, it. It is about self-care nowadays, is. isn't it? And, and we must have that. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's absolutely crucial to have self-care um, and it's getting out there isn't it it's getting the message out there that Absolutely. you know there are things that can be done like yeah. what you say it's so important because you've got creativity creative industries and obviously performing industries they are really you know a true reflection you're putting out who you yeah. are so whether you're a fashion designer graphic designer whether you're a singer or an actor this is really you yeah whereas a maths exam or a science exam so i think it can be a little bit harder going into performing and creative arts, I think. I think so. So it's really crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you are putting yourself out there mm. as you. Um, yeah, so it, it is, it's crucial. So what... Oh, oh, amazing. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So what can we... Can we talk about your next steps briefly? Yes. Or do you want to keep it on the no, DL? you can, yeah. So all these tips are truly, you know, the real your story's really inspirational. It's, you know, it's a great story from where you started to where you are now and everything. If you talk about some of the things that sort of didn't go your way, so obviously everything has been so positive. Is there anything that stands out in your mind that you thought, oh, that just didn't go as I planned and what you've learned from it? Maybe not necessarily a failure, maybe something you really thought, I'm really going to get this, and then you didn't, and how so you sort of bounced back. can I tell you about what happened? Always. So, um... A few um, days ago, I was contacted by someone from the BBC inquiring okay. about the choir mm -hmm. and where we free for a performance for New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. Um, BBC Rocks um, New Year's Eve show, which mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. Um, we didn't know who the artist was who was hosting it, um, but are we available? They just want to put us in their pitch. So I was like, absolutely, absolutely, told the choir. We were all like, wow, what an opportunity. Um, so I was really like hoping this was, you know, I was putting it out there. It's going to come into fruition. And then about an hour ago, um, I got an email to say, unfortunately, um, the artist is going in a different direction this time. Now that's gutting, isn't it? it well, is. You know, is me pitching myself on BBC Rocks New Year's that's Eve, it. and it was with Rick Astley, um, and I'm obsessed with Rick Astley. When we were on the X Factor, we had um, Guilty Pleasure Week, and we were gonna sing one of Rick Astley's song <gasps> songs, and the vocal coach knew him, so she FaceTimed him. So we're oh all singing God. with Rick Astley, oh, and I love wow. him. So I've been attracting Rick Astley, Rick Astley. I want to work <laughs> with Rick Astley. And then when the, the emailed us, I was like, this is it, this is what I've been waiting for. I'm still gonna work yeah. with them. Um, so yeah, so I was gutted, but I don't let that linger. I don't let that linger. I think it wasn't meant to be. I do some breathing exercises mm -hmm. um, and then it's 
that's gone and right. it's on to the next and it's it wasn't meant to be something better's coming along and I said that to the choir and they were like yeah no worries something better's coming along I love that so that's just something that's just happened literally today today today, today. Wow, that's fresh. That's fresh. <laughs> the breathing. I love this. Okay, so this has literally been uh, an inspirational story of of such a positive story. And so, like, I go, oh, I really enjoyed that. I'm going to do what Steph did. I'm going to do dance. I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to go to auditions. I'm going to be a kind person. I think there's so many different nice takeaways to come from this for a young person. And I, I think so. um, it sounded really like... I could do what Steph did. That was great. You know, she's come from a similar background to me. Um, and I think just that little bit of a story at the end, which was like, no, but it's, sometimes it might yeah, go off. Yeah, of course. Know, sometimes it's it not always, it doesn't work. But if you just you stick just to it back. and bounce back. Yeah. I love it. Perfect, Steph. Thank you so much for being You're a welcome. guest on the podcast. It's, been, it's such a pleasure. Love it. <laughs>